Thanks for stopping by. Welcome to this episode of the Home Life Podcast. This week, we're going to be chatting about the real estate bubble. Is it bursting? Is it ever going to burst? We'll, we'll have a chat and uh, give you our thoughts on that. And then after a, such an intense topic, we figure it could be fun to jump in and do some gin taste testing. So stick around for that. We have a bit of fun. Uh, but before we jump in, a quick word from our sponsors. Ready to sell your home? Don't make the rookie mistake of jumping in blind. The first step on your journey is critical, research. You need to know what your house is really worth to get the best deal. And that's where checkmyhouseprice.com.au comes in. With a free house price report, you'll get all the juicy market intel, recent sales data, and other must-have info to help you win big when selling your home. Don't gamble on your home's worth. Make checkmyhouseprice.com.au the first step in your successful selling journey. Visit us today and get your free house price report. Okay, so I've been wanting to do this podcast for a while. Yep. Because obviously Check My House Price does have a Facebook page where people are needed or people engage and want to know different things about what's happening within the market. Yes. As well as, you know, little comments here and there about what they've heard in the media, what's happening in their local market. So, you know, you'll be able to help us out here. Yes. John Hallaby. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and, and of course, you know, I've wanted an opportunity to indulge my love of shiny objects and, and uh, random adventures. So this sort of seems to be an ideal way to go <laughs> about it. And, and kill two birds with one stone. Yes, yeah. yes. So um, there's been a lot of talk recently about especially comments that we have on our page in regards to, you know, wait for the housing to collapse, you know, even the, you know, hold on. If you sell at a high, you you know, you can't borrow into that again. Like all of those types of things. So we really appreciate to give us some insight as to using your expertise and your knowledge of, the whole industry. Yeah, Lou. Um, I love the bubble myth. I love. I, I do. Like I've, you know, even before I got into the real estate industry, and I've I've been in the real estate industry now for fourteen years. Um, I've I've been an agent. I've built tech. Uh, founded Check My House Prices as an example, and I I find like I've I've heard about the housing bubble and been told that it's going to burst since the late nineties. You know, one of the first pieces of advice as a young teenager that I got, you know, or when I say young teenager, I mean, you know, 18, 19, where, where you start thinking about buying a house, was wait for the bubble to burst and buy on the down. And the bubble never burst, right? It, it never burst. And, and in Australia, it's not going to unless certain conditions are met. And, and it's a really important thing, I think, that is, is not communicated well in the media. 
It's not discussed well in the media. We have a supply problem in Australia. The entire housing market in Australia is based on supply and demand. Now, you will always see bigger fluctuations in rural areas purely because of supply and demand. There's less demand for properties out that way. But interestingly, during COVID, more rural and regional properties spiked significantly in price because suddenly the demand spiked and the supply was low, right? In your main metropolitan areas, again, it's supply and demand. And we have never been able to produce enough supply to meet with the demand that is naturally in our market. Now, that doesn't mean that the market will slow or the, you know, it doesn't mean that, that things won't go through a little bit of a cycle. And the Reserve Bank uses interest rates to slow the market and slow inflation and so forth because so many Australians own houses and by increasing interest rates, they restrict the amount of liquid cash that's available in the house which means that people spend less money and therefore there is less demand for the products and so the product prices are meant to come down. And this law applies to housing just as much. By increasing the cost of money, it makes it harder to get a house. And the demand then is meant to drop, and it does. But there's still actually a demand for housing and shelter. And this is the, the reason we have a housing crisis in Australia is because even though interest rates have just gone through, I think, their 10th rise or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it's in only a row, been in the past couple of days that there's been another one that's yeah, gone through. And, and there's more predicted, right? There's more predicted. Um, but the, the pressure for the people that have now been priced out of the market, the pressure's being shifted to the rental market. And this is the traditional cycle in Australia, by the way. If you go back and you look, look at the last 30 years, look at the last 50 years, look at the last 100 years, when houses have become harder to buy due to the increase of the price of money, the increase in interest rates. The rental market then sees an increase in demand, a decrease in supply, and upward pressure on prices. Yeah. Right. So when it comes to this bubble, like every it's, it's since that I've noticed anyway, it's since the, the early noughties with the dot-com bubble and when that bubble burst, people have started applying the term bubble to the housing market in Australia. And the thing with an economic bubble is, is it's a suggestion that a market artificially inflated. There was no actual reason for it to be as inflated as what it was. And that's, that's a great term if you have a bubble. But in the Australian market, in the Australian housing market, you don't have a bubble because you don't have enough supply to meet demand. And that's the fundamental problem. So when people are going, wait for the crash, wait for the bubble to burst, the only time that could actually happen is if we were to do something insane on, on a government level to significantly increase supply of housing in Australia in the areas that people want to live. Okay, so there's been a couple of things that you have touched on there, like (laughs) supply and demand. Yeah. Got a bit tongue-tied there. (laughs) Uh, Also, you know, the ability of um, people being able to borrow quite a few different things that hopefully in, you know, future podcasts we can delve into a little bit. We can play with (laughs) this. This is is a soapbox for me. Yes, uh, I am aware. (laughs) Uh, So... But the one thing that most recently that has happened was the increase to or an, you know, another interest rate rise, yeah. which has a lot of people um, 
looking more at the market and the bubble, let's so to say, is going to burst. Uh, and you've just said that doesn't actually happen. But there is a lot of uh, concern that people have bought at the high end of the market. And now that there's another interest rate rise and potentially more to come, that there's going to be, uh, you know, people needing to sell because mm-hmm. of the interest rate rise. Mm-hmm. And so that, again, is going to put more pressure, isn't it, onto not just the, the rental side of things, but also the ability of being able to borrow again if yeah. they are to sell. Yeah, um, and, and we're actually seeing that play out, but not in the way that the media has forecast yet. And, and I'll say yet because we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. But if you look around the country right now, there are areas where listings, listings of property for sale are down 80% on the same time last year. Yeah, that's quite significant, it's, it's, given it's COVID as well. Given COVID as well, it's absolutely massive. Now, during COVID and, and, and during this, this recent boom market we've been in, listings didn't exactly flood the market either. We weren't flush with listings. It's just what hit the market sold and sold quickly. But now listings are down 80%. So what does that tell us? That tell us tells us that despite you know, 9, 10 interest rate rises in a row, people are still not listing their property for sale, which means the supply problem is exacerbated because now you've got people who can't afford to borrow the money that the market set the last price at, and it's the market that sets the price, right? So they can't afford to borrow that money, but you've got people who can't afford to sell either because they won't get the price that they borrowed at, even if they only drop by 5%. Right, they won't get that price. So they've got to do everything they can to stay and to, to make their mortgage repayments. Right, Otherwise, they sell, sell at a loss and they go into a, a chocked rental market that is in crisis itself or they have to rebuy and they can't rebuy in this market because the interest rates have skyrocketed. They're better off to stay with that home loan. For you know, And, and I'm not giving financial advice. This is you know, my opinion and, and um, just observations of what's happening people are making the decision that they're better to suffer and eat rice every single night to make those mortgage repayments and do that for the the 18 months two years that they're expecting to have to do that until things start to ease rather than selling the place because where are they going to go and so listings aren't coming back onto the market to alleviate the supply issue that traditionally increase in interest rate rises and not being able to afford the mortgage would actually create. And now we're seeing people, you know, the numbers are there's 800,000 people that are coming off a fixed mortgage and are about to go onto a variable rate. And they're fully expecting that a lot of these people are going to be trying to offload their property. And I'm not so sure because I think that Australians, and particularly in property, are more astute than what they've ever been. And they understand the risks of trying to offload that property and that they are unlikely to be able to purchase again. So the supply and demand issue, we still have demand. There are still buyers out there who can get money and can afford to buy houses. There aren't enough houses for them to buy. So it's a vicious cycle. It's a vicious cycle. And the only way, the only way to fix the cycle is to build more houses in areas people want to live and the types of houses people want to live in. But here's the catch. 
builders can't get the materials to build because there is a construction shortage throughout the the country. So you don't have the building supplies in order to build said houses for people who can potentially still buy houses and get mortgage for them, which means that at the end of the day, we're still in a housing shortage, which was exacerbated by COVID, given the fact that, you know, and I know this is another soapbox that you <laughs> enjoy getting up on. Uh, but How that much was, do you enjoy li- living with me and working with me, right? <laughs> oh, it's thrilling. Um, <laughs> so COVID had actually really amped that up and intensified the whole housing shortage as well. Yeah. So, I mean, that that goes into a whole other little... Um, podcast i feel that we would I, I, I think i look the, the and, and i've i've just seen the time and realized we're over over time for the segment um so what i will say is we had six hundred thousand people six hundred thousand expats move back to australia uh during covid and at the last census that was 2.4 people per household that means we needed two hundred and fifty thousand more households or 200 200 more households um in the market than what we had so supply and demand issue was exacerbated again I think we need a drink. I'm, I'm in agreement. <laughs> I think let's introduce everyone to your favourite phrase. JTM. Let's see which rabbit holes we're going down in this episode. It's time for JTM. It's J-Thought Moment. It might be drinking whiskey, pot, work, smoking beer, podcasting, story writing, treasure hunting, you name it. We're really quite my gear, singing, playing TV shows. As you can see, nothing's off limit. It's JTM. don't know he has these little random thoughts where it's like hey so let's let's do something about gin or you know what I was thinking and has these little tangents and so I I don't know when or where it's going to occur but when they happen (laughs) sometimes they work out sometimes they're good sometimes they do work out but then there's other times where I just sit there looking at you like uh deer in headlights (laughs) going where the hell did this actually come from look there's there's always a logical path to to that is what a JTM is a John thought moment yeah yeah and and Lou one of my, my thought moment this week and I'm, I'm actually excited by this thought moment. We love Tassie gin. We, we love Tasmania full stop, but we love the gins out of Tassie. And I was thinking about how good Tassie gin was and, and so forth. But it's really hard where we live up we in Queensland. We actually have a Redlands Coast there as well. We, we do have a Redlands Coast. None of these are Tasmanian gins. Oh, that's, right. the, that's the JTM. The JTM isn't Tassie gin. We'll have a JTM and do a Tassie gin at another point. Well, then why what, are we talking about Tassie? Well, because that's <laughs> how I got the J. This is the logical process of right, the JTM, okay. right? I'm sorry. We love Tassie gins. <laughs> it got me thinking on what are the rest of Australia's gins like? And so I drove down... To Uncle Dan's, who doesn't sponsor us at all, by the no. way. Like, we've, we've literally paid for this. Um, but I drove down to Uncle Dan's, and I started looking at the Australian gins that were available. And Do you just need to point out that at this stage, Redlands Coast is not at Uncle Dan's? It, uh, actually, 
no, it isn't. The Sunshine Bros one is, but I, yeah. I didn't grade it on. Um, so this is the, the Redlands Coast is out of your private collection, darling. Yes, it is. Yeah, yeah, I've, I've grabbed it there. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought, what are the rest of Australia's gins like? And so I started looking and I tried to find some that were pretty, looked good, looked like they might taste good. And then I went, you know what, what's on special? Because anything Australian made alcohol-wise is, is actually pretty exy. Um, so these are the Aussie gins that were on special at Uncle Dan's today. Okay. Um, and so we've got one from Victoria. So we've got Four Pillars yep. Dry Gin okay. um, from, from Victoria. Um, over we've got... What are we having the dry gins with? Because you know. Well, we've we've I got some bits of pieces. We need, we, need some, <laughs> we need to get some ice. We need to get some ice. But uh, so we've got a Capricorn. What's that one? The dry gin there. So that's up in Cairns. I was like, oh okay. Uh, what's that one called? Summer gin. Summer gin. Always like summer gin. So that one's from Cairns. Kept from Capricorn Distillery. And then we've got an I've ink one. And of course, them a few times. Yeah, we've we've you know they've been featured a bit more. They're probably more of one of the mainstream Australian gins. And then we've got one of our personal favourites, which is, you know, the signature dry from the Redlands Coast. So, what we need to do now is we need to get some ice. Yes. Yes. And then let's taste test and let's grab a piece of paper and let's actually note down what we rate these gins. <laughs> oh, dear, we haven't even started okay. yet and you're giggling. All right. <laughs> first one. So, the first one. First one. We'll see if we can get this in camera here. Um, so this is one I randomly discovered at Dan Murphy's. I know literally nothing about it other than that it's made in, in Cairns at the Capricorn Distilling Company. Um, where, in, where in Cairns? Does it just say Cairns? Let's, let's it has have to a look. give us more than that. Uh, handcrafted in Queensland using our small batch copper still. We don't add any sugar artificial flavours. Only a blend of 19 where? botanical. I'm reading to try and find. Uh, it does not say. Oh, well... Shout out Hang to Hang on. The Actually, I'm wrong. It's not Cairns. Cairns must have been the one that I put <gasps> back. It's Capricorn Distilling Co. in Burley Heads. Sorry, Burley. My bad. Sorry, Cairns. Sorry, Capricorn Distilling Co. I messed that up. Anyway, should we just taste it? Yeah. Yeah. It's a summer gin. So summer gin. I live in Burley Heads. I know. I know. I'm, I'm not going to hold it against you, though. Burley is beautiful. Especially their Surf Life Saving Club. That's really, really pretty. Ooh, that's nice. Does it smell summery? It smells summery and ginny, which is, you know, exactly what a summer gin should smell like. <laughs> I would hope so. All right. So way I figure this is we'll taste test, then so we'll add a mixer. Give me a look. Definitely you can smell the juniper berries. That would be good given the fact that it is a yep, gin. Absolutely. I do get the the um, lime and the myrtle more than yeah. anything, yeah. but but I mean citrus is summer. All right. It maybe. Now I get. I get the citrus. It's actually got a very similar texture to the Redlands Coast Bush Gin. I know it's not here on our list, and I'm randomly talking about one that's a bit different, but... I like it. It's not bad. What do you want to mix it with, or you go I'm straight? I'm quite happy drinking it like this. I feel it's definitely... It's a pretty smooth. It's a bit peppery. A little bit of that, 
to it. That can be the lemon myrtle, though. Yeah, yeah. Juniper berries, native finger lime, ruby grapefruit, lemon myrtle. I'm not getting into the ruby grapefruit, um, but definitely the lemon myrtle. I like Vibrant it. Vibrant and refreshing gin. Yeah, look, I... We don't want to be in front of the Redlands Coast. No, 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 Coast. I'm, I'm leaving it there so it's in front of the camera, so we've got enough footage of it. It's all good. It'll get moved when, when it's time and the spotlight's finished. Okay. <laughs> all right, one more sip. Do we want to mix it with anything? No, we're happy, aren't we? No, we're happy. Keep up. <laughs> Look, I do my best. I do my best. All right, let's move on. We'll move that one back. I thought we were going to be giving stars. We should be. What are you, what are you rating this one? So they, actually, I'll leave that in front. What are we rating the Capricorn Summer Gin? Look, I as a summer gin, I am really enjoying that. So I would have to say it, it's, a, it's a good eight or nine. Eight or nine? Out of, out of ten? Out of ten. All right. It's just definitely up there. I'm, I'm inclined I like to agree. the fact that it's not burning. Yeah, it's there's not a huge alcohol overbearance. It's not a, a it's not a. I don't even think that was a word. Going. Overbearance. It doesn't sound. It doesn't feel like How it. How much have you had to drink? I've only had a sip, but I haven't had lunch, so it could be anything. Look, <laughs> overbearance. I'm, overbearance. It's not a. The alcohol is not overbearing, is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> um, you know what? I'm going to be difficult. I I agree with you. I think it's up there, but we're we're allowed to make our own rating scale here, right? Yeah, I feel if I give you too much free range, you'll take advantage. So, but you know what, you go for it. <laughs> I'm I'm going to call it a five out of seven. A five out of seven. Five so out of seven. Still pretty close to what I had done. It's it's pretty close to what you had done. It's about a ten out of fourteen. Most people on the internet would consider five out of seven's perfect. <laughs> Just to be difficult. Sure. All right. All right. Let us now move on to the Redlands Coast Signature Dry Gin. Now, we happen to run into the owner of this fairly regularly because he's at our local markets and whatnot, and well, we happen to love their gin, so we go and see on, and chat. They do sell online, so I'll just do a little bit of a plug for you gotta, them. you got to do a plug. So they do sell online, and they also do sell at the Cleveland markets, and... We had also seen them at the Beanley market as well. I can't, at the distillery there. That all used to be a distillery, isn't anymore. I don't know what's going on there. Oh, uh, uh, for, okay. So this is going to date me. Where Crystal's nightclub used to be, and and the Aussie Tavern. Yeah, that's for but the locals. Way, if, if you're in Perth right now, you're going to be going. What the hell are these people talking? And I don't blame you, to be honest. Mm. I do like it. What I really like about the Redlands Coast one is that they use all of the majority, and I mean literally majority of their ingredients are all locally sourced. There's only a few of them where they have to import them because Australia does not produce it at all. See, that's we probably should have started on the dries now I think about it because the moment we've gone dry, like it's the dry gin is such a different beast to the summer gin, but it's, it's so nice. I like it. It's always been one of my favourites. Yeah, it has. It has. You know what? I've got to be honest. Like, I love it, but I would actually choose the summer gin over it, but that's purely because I prefer a summer gin to a dry gin. Yeah, see, well, yeah. 
It also comes down to... I like things that are a little bit fruity, mm. a little bit sweet. <laughs> but you're also comparing two different types of gin. Yeah, absolutely. So that's the other thing too. Look, for a, for a dry, I think it's, it's, it's up there. I think the only, the only dry that I've had that I prefer over that one is one we also don't have because we've Adams. drunk it and, and we need to get more in, and that's, yeah, Adams Distillery Dry. Yeah. And his navy's amazing. That's a that's a Tasmanian gin distillery uh, in Perth, just out of Launceston, about twenty minutes out of Launceston, Adams Distillery. All right, so what do you rate your Redlands Dry? I'm gonna have to say ten. You know, you, you it is it is your favorite. The, the reason why I'm doing you that need to write yours down. I just wrote yours down instead of mine. Need, I don't need to write it down. Oh, you, you know, you got that's right. You've got the memory of an elephant. <laughs> it's me who needs to write stuff down. I'm, you know, for for a dry gin. I don't mind it. I'm going to give it a 4.5 out of 7. 4.5. 4.5. It's just, I'm going to enjoy it if it's there, but I'm not necessarily going to crave it. Well, I'm definitely not going to crave it. I'm, you know. It's me that has. Yeah, it, it, it's definitely that. it's definitely your, your preferred gin. Yes. All right. Okay, so then we have the four pillars. The four I've pillars. S- I've seen this. So I'm kind of excited to try it. Rare dry gin. And I'm excited we've got an excuse to try it. From the Yarra Valley. So yep. shout out to our Yarra Valley peeps. Say that quickly ten times after a couple of years. No, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> I don't need to embarrass myself that much. I do enough every day to embarrass myself. I'm, I'm really excited to try this one. Because we see the four pillars everywhere. Like they've got their, um, their four pillars, Shiraz gin. That looks pretty cool. And are we mixing this with anything? Oh, after a taste test, we are. Uh, oh no, I'm not sure if I don't know if I should be worried about that facial expression now. Okay, so that's the four pillars. Yep. Sorry, I should really pass that over while Thank I Thank you read. kindly. Thank you kindly. Ooh. So botanicals. They do say to enjoy it with a fresh slice of orange. Interesting. I can, I can see how that would work. Oh, that one really does have a burn. Yeah, there's a, there's a fair bit of pepperiness into it, in it. It sort of tastes licorice. Yeah. Yeah, actually. Yeah. I'm with you on that. I don't mind that. I actually think so I prefer you, that you as a dry. Really, you really like licorice and sorry, Four Pillars, I'm not a fan of it. And I'm sorry if I have offended that it's completely not licorice at all, but it's... No, I think, I think it's an aniseed. Like well, it's, yeah. it's probably an aniseed um, botanical that's been used, and and that's what you're picking up because aniseed and licorice are flavor profiles very similar. I appreciate um, it. It is nice. I enjoy. I think, to be honest, I think that's my favorite. Am I am I allowed to give this one? You know, a seven out of seven, or have I? Look for for those at home. I got in trouble in the break where we were getting more ice and stuff because. I, I rated it five out of seven, and it's not the same rating system as Sian's and 
we we have to be consistent and you confused people. I didn't confuse. Everybody knows that five out of seven is perfect on the internet. Okay. <laughs> I like this. I appreciate it. I can't say that it would be my go-to. It's super smooth. It it is very it's smooth. Very very I, smooth. I will definitely I say an that. Aniseed. Aniseed, juniper. As a dry gin, it is smooth. Mm. Mm. I, and like I said, it because I don't like aniseed or licorice or that flavour that is yeah. there, whatever it may be. It's a flavour problem for you, not a quality problem. Yeah. Like this is this is a high quality dry gin. Yeah. yeah. Like if someone gave it to me, I I wouldn't be like. Ugh. Mm. That's out but of. It wouldn't be my go-to. All right, so I now need to adjust my ratings, right? Because so the Capricorn Summer Gin, I'm going to give that an eight point five out of ten. Uh, Redlands Dry. That's I'm, pretty good because I did nine. I'm I'm going to give that a seven point five out of ten. Um, being I'm not allowed to use my out of seven. I did a ten. Internet perfect. I know you did. This Four Pillars Dry, I'm rating that a nine. That's that's a nine out of ten all day for a dry gin. Like that Dear, is okay. I could sit and sip this over ice all day. I am going to be really. Um, I'm going to be a fence sitter. You're going to be a fence sitter. And just be a solid five. Just make make sure you don't get a splinter. That wouldn't be comfortable. No, it wouldn't. <laughs> but um, yeah. All right. Cool. All right. Let's move on. Let's move on to my favorite category of gins because I have an atrocious, atrocious sweet tooth, which is the slow and berry gin. And I love slows. In fact, I would rate, if, if anybody, and nobody cares, but if anybody did care, <laughs> I would tell them that the number one and two slow gins in the world are Adam's Distillery Barrel Age Slow, out of, just out of Launceston, you mentioned before. You can't say that until you've done this. Oh, we're doing, we're 100% doing a Tassie gin taste testing. No, JTM. I'm talking about the people that we've got currently. No, I know. And, but I'm just saying, before, before I even taste this, um, and Hellfire Bluff Distillery Slow, they're one and two, and I can't tell you which one's one and which one's two because it changes depending on my mood. So that's on yours. The day. Thank you. And this is the Ink, Slow, and Berry. Oh, it's also got Rosella Ooh. flowers too. Yeah, this could be really nice. Down in Tumby. Tumby umby. I, I do say tumby, but it's not. It's <laughs> I can never say it properly. Tumblegum. <laughs> Tumblegum. I do have a friend that lives there, and it's always referred to as tumby. So shout out to the peep, peeps in tumby. Um, you can mm. uh, you can really smell the berries as well as a bit of the. Um, this is a good one. This is not a straight slow. Yeah, I think it is. This is this is not a straight slow, so it doesn't kind of fit the same category. This is this is a slow and berry. I feel that the elderberry needs to be with this. It's too rich by itself. I feel. Why don't you do the Mediterranean? I do this, and we can swap. Have a taste of each. We can we can do that. See, I'm not getting the same richness as you. I can taste the then rosella. Again, like I'm I'm 
horrible when it comes to sweet stuff. Like, I will smash it and you will find it too rich. It is nicely sweet. I can taste the rosella in it, but that's also because we've got rosella jam mm. in the fridge. Yeah, well, I don't mind this. This is this is a very interesting take on I do like that with the elderberry. So I've mixed mine with fever tree Mediterranean tonic. Yeah. Keen to see what it's like with the elder. I don't like the Mediterranean tonic. I feel it kind of, for my palate anyway, it, it kind of cancels it out. See, I like that. Oh, that's a good drop with the Fever Tree Elderberry tonic. I like both of them, but I think this is what I prefer. Yeah, right. Okay. That makes sense. You're more savory than I am. Yeah. You're more, nice, you're more though. salty than I am. <laughs> mm. Just All right. don't piss me off and it'll be fine. <laughs> and in that moment, the podcast <laughs> stopped being G-rated. Mind you, we're trying alcohol, so it's 18 plus anyway. Um, you know what, for me, like it, it doesn't fit in a normal slow category because it's slow and berry. It's, it's that combination. Yeah. So it doesn't... It, it shouldn't go up against the likes of the, the Adams Slow Barrel Aged or, or the um, Hellfire Bluff Slow or a traditional slow. Well, before we I, talk about those, how about we just I, I think it, I think it goes up against things like the Berries and Elderberry from Redlands Bay, uh, Redlands Distillery, and, and those kind of shifts on the traditional slow where they're, they're trying to mix something. So in, in that category, in terms of flavour in that, I'm, I'm giving it an eight and a half. I will do a mm, let's do a seven point five. All right. All right. That's not a bad rating. So there you go. Um let's quickly tally these up and have a look because we're gonna close off the episode and um we've got a few drinks to go and have and some food to cook and stuff like that. So all right. We've got Capricorn Summer Gin, my rating, 8.5. Yours? Mine was... Let's do a 8.7. 8.7, just... 8.7. I'm not allowed to do it out of 7, but you're allowed 0.7. So, all right, I'm fine. Calm down, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> all right, um, so Redlands, I was a 7.5 for Redlands. JH Stars, we'll call them. I was a solid 10. Four Pillars Dry Gin, nine JH Stars. Why do you keep on putting SH? I'm putting JH, it's my writing's terrible. I'm an IT guy. I didn't need to, I don't, I don't need to write, I type. So, Four Pillars Dry Gin. <laughs> four Pillars Dry Gin. I think I think you were a fence sitter. You were trying to avoid yes, splinters on that right. one. I was definitely yeah, yep. yeah, a fence And down. then the ink, Slow and Berry. I, I would love to do an episode just purely on slow and berry gins and the and yep, the takes but on let's it. Focus. But I, I was eight point five out of ten for that one. JH stars. Oh, I know that was only seconds ago, but I forget. <laughs> I think you were a seven or a seven point five somewhere in there. Okay, so you do the All right. math. Cool. So well, I am not doing the math. I'm just gonna say that if these are on special at Unky Dan's, go and grab them um, and support Australian gins. 
And I think I want to flag. I'm going to have a JTM moment in a JTM segment. Oh, look out. Yeah, I know. We're in trouble. There's a fourth wall break inside a fourth wall, right? Like That's like 16 walls or something. I don't know. I'm trying to quote Deadpool and failing. But we should start eventually. Once the people actually pay attention to this podcast, we should start a survey to get Australian distilleries a tax break so that they can actually put their high-quality alcohols and spirits and that into the market at a significantly cheaper rate than the foreign imports. Okay, can so we, we can have support local. one little, um, you know, like, focus at a time? No, this is not how a JTM works. Well, <laughs> You've just got to ride the wave. You can't do JTMs within JTMs. Oh, I can. I can like do that. JTMs inside JTMs inside JTMs. I can mute you too. You, you can. <laughs> But I, th- I think this is a really good place to end the podcast, this episode. <laughs> I think so too. And you know what? On that note, you're muted and we're out. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>